Hello and welcome to our latest episode of If Then Because. And I'm going to try and say then because and not than because because I think that's better English. I also am going to try, I've been listening to some of the episodes recently and realized I, I say um a lot. So we're going to try and reduce the number of ums in this episode. So this morning, or whatever time you're listening to this, we are looking at the question, who was the chicken man of Bruce Springsteen's Atlantic City? Um, <laughs> first um, there you go. If this is a drinking game, take a drink of coffee. Um, so Bruce Springsteen wrote a song. I'm not going to get into it too much the history behind that, but he wrote a song called Atlantic City, and it was about a, a couple that moves to Atlantic City, and he's going to join the mafia, basically. But that song starts out with a line that says, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night, and they blew up his house too. So the chicken man, his name, according to Wikipedia, there's actually... Um, Another um, there's actually a lot, not a lot of material out there on this guy. His name was Philip Testa, and he lived from April 21st, 1924, up until March 15th, 1981, and he was known as the Chicken Man. He had a few other names. Um, the uh, they called him the Julius Caesar of the Philadelphia mob, or Philly. So he was a Sicilian-American mafia figure. He was known for a very brief leadership of the Philadelphia crime family. When he died, he would have been 56 years old. He would have been one month or just over one month away from his 57th birthday, if I did my math correctly. So he became a boss after a former boss was murdered. And now they use this word by his own consulary, which I think means his own people. Um, and then the person who had that guy killed, he was ordered to be killed because I guess that's how it rolls in the mafia business. So there's a couple different sources or different ideas they give us to how he got his name, the Chicken Man. One is um, it came from his involvement in the poultry business. And then there's another idea floated in here that because of his... He, he had bad skin, he had pock marks from a really bad case of uh, chicken pox. So they think, I'll just read this part. Um, it's thought to be one of the reasons behind his nickname is the pock marks are believed to have been caused by a horrible case of chicken pox with scars that never fully healed. So two reasons he could have been the chicken man. One was his involvement in the poultry business. The other was his facial disfigurement from a bad case of chicken pox. So, he was identified by law enforcement as not having a legitimate source of income. He was uh, dependent as a common gambler, which is another song, you know, the gambler. He, uh, he saw himself as a Roman general and statesman like Julius Caesar in the world of organized crime. He occasionally worked in the construction business and he would arrange for contractors uh, for repairs or renovations in South Philadelphia. Another thing that I thought was interesting was he sported a thick mustache, which I guess Mafia Code says that um, you're not supposed to sport mustaches. I don't know what the problem is with that. He had a couple of children, a uh, daughter Maria, and he had a son, Salvatore. At the age of 32, he became a father to his only son, Salvatore. Uh, he was a staunch Roman Catholic, and he raised his son to be the same way, so unlike, I guess, a lot of of uh, many mobsters. He didn't drink heavily and he remained loyal to his wife. So despite being a mobster, he had some nice qualities, stand-up qualities. Um, 
There's another arm. That's like five arms already. Testa, he had an office in the back of Bank Street Restaurant, and he changed the name in 1979 or 1980 to Virgilio's in Old City, Philadelphia, and this was managed by his daughter Maria. And Salvatore, his son, was part of the lease. So I guess that was the uh, the front of their business. Okay, so then on March 15th, 1981, he returned to his home in South Philadelphia. It was across the street from the scenic Stephen Garrard Park. I don't know if that's still around. Maybe it's a nice place to check out if you're in Philadelphia. So he opened the door to his twin home at 2117 Porter Street. A nail bomb exploded under the front porch. The house was ravaged and, according to witnesses, pieces of his body were scattered blocks away. I don't know if that's true. He was rushed to St. Agnes Medical Center in Point Breeze, Philadelphia, and then he died there of internal bleeding. So it was on that night that uh, they blew up the chicken man in Philly, and I guess with all the nails and everything, they blew up his house too. One other interesting note about the chicken man, Philip Testa. When he died, he left his son in a state worth about 800000 in that time. I, I didn't convert that to what that would be worth now, because that was uh, 30 no, 40 years ago already, wow. Um, so he left him about $800,000 40 years ago. The bar, no, part of this inheritance included a bar where Donald Trump decided to build the Trump Plaza. So he actually paid his son, don't get this, Donald Trump paid Salvatore, which is the chicken man's son, about $1.1 million for the bar and then he built the Trump Plaza there. And I don't know, I don't do conspiracy theories on here, but when I was digging around into this a little bit, there was some talk about Donald Trump and he's got a lot of ties into mafia and buying things from the mafia. Not, I'm not saying this, this is just something the internet told me and the internet's not always reliable, but there's one kind of tie and he bought uh, property off a, off a known kind of mobster because his son did follow in his father, Philip Testa's footsteps. And that's it. So um, that's the story of the, the chicken man from Bruce Springsteen's Atlantic City. If you live by the sword, I guess you die by the sword too is how, is how it goes. Um, I just had to end with one extra um there just because we didn't have enough in the episode. So as always, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch. I hope you enjoyed this episode. One thing I haven't been saying that everybody else who has a podcast says, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, leave a comment or a five-star review. I don't even know how you do that, but if you could, I'm sure that would help to boost the ratings or popularity or whatever of this, and then will help me to get more listeners. So that would be awesome. And we'll talk to you next time with less ums. If then, because out. <laughs>